from the Beantown Athletic Studio in Boston, this is the Danny Picard Show, Friday, October 7th, 2016. Today's show presented by Beantown Athletics, your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. From designing to printing, Beantown Athletics does it all. Get a free quote for your customized apparel right now by calling 617-282-4181. That's 617-282-4181. Send them an email, beantownathletics at gmail.com. Visit their website, beantownathletics.com. And oh yeah, hockey season has begun, so make sure you bring your skates into Beantown Athletics on Granite Ave in Dorchester for the best skate shop, and you'll find in all of New England. Welcome to the show. On today's show, I'm going to preview week five in the NFL, uh, and I'll close it out like I do every Friday with a segment that we call Picks Picks. I give you five NFL games with the spread, trying to still bounce back, okay? Had a two and three week last week, but I'm feeling good about some picks this weekend. So I'll close out the show with Picks Picks for week five. Also, uh, I'll get you some daily fantasy football advice for week five. My daily fantasy expert and millionaire maker, Rob Gomes, he joins me in just a bit for our weekly conversation presented by CrossFit 617. Uh, Rob's already in studio. He was in studio before me today, so that just goes to show you how jacked up he is about making some picks for you for week five when it comes to daily fantasy football. Uh, but first, let's get it started with some Major League Baseball postseason, uh, but Pete, uh, my producer, Pete Needham. Pete, what's going on? How you doing today? What's up, Pick? Nothing. What'd you watch last night? You watch baseball? You watch football? Because we did have the Thursday night game last night. Arizona, no, San I Francisco. Didn't, I didn't even turn the football game uh, on. I didn't either. Sucks, baby. I didn't either. I saw some people tweeting that it was like scoreless with five minutes left in the second quarter. And then it was what? Tied at the half, 7-7. Seven seven. Arizona won at 33-21. to 21. You know, people worked up about maybe San Francisco's quarterback situation now that the 49ers are 1-4, and four, but that wasn't the top story. It was the postseason, and at least locally, we were watching the Sox, and we watched the Sox lose last night. Uh, they lose Game 1 of the ALDS 5-4 to four in Cleveland. And um, I guess just to simplify this as much as possible – what did I tell you about this series and how the playoffs are going to go down? People were so upset about losing out on home field advantage. And I never told you the home field advantage wasn't big. It is big. You'd obviously prefer home field advantage, but it's not the end of the world. And when it comes to losing five of your last six at the end of the regular season, some people wanted to tell me the Red Sox were limping into the playoffs. Well, you could be limping into the playoffs, and you can still win the first game that you play in the playoffs, but it comes down to what your starting pitch is going to do. And when you have a Cy Young Award candidate on the mound for you, you expect them in the first game of the playoffs, I don't care what happened in the last six games, five of the last six in the regular season, you expect your Cy Young candidate, I think the American League Cy Young winner, to go out in game one of the playoffs even if it's on the road, you expect them to give you more than four and a third and allow three home runs. But Rick Porcello, he just left. Here's the story of the game last night. Porcello left everything up in the zone. And, um, you know, he let up those, those three home runs, those three solo home runs in the third inning. And he bounced back in the fourth and gave him, what, a one, two, three, I think. I think he even struck out a couple guys in that inning. But then, in the fifth, sort of fell apart on him again. He ended up throwing 72 pitches. 
Uh, you bring in Drew Pomeranz in that spot. He lets up the single, and the single scored a run because Andrew Benatendi sort of lazy in left field on a fly ball. You get the sacrifice. The guy moves from first to second. I don't think Benatendi expected that guy to be running from first. He just didn't expect it. He was snoozing. Uh, next thing you know, the single off Pomeranz, it scores a run, and that ends up what? I mean, that ends up being a pretty big run for the Cleveland Indians because it ends up being the game winner uh, because it put the Indians up 5-3 to three at that point, the Kipnis single in the fifth off Pomeranz. Pomeranz settled in nicely, though. He did. He settled in nicely. I just sort of disagree with bringing Drew Pomeranz into a spot in which guys are on base. My thing with Pomeranz is if you're going to put him in the bullpen and you're going to bring him in out of the bullpen, bring him into a clean inning. Bring him into a clean inning. Uh, you should have used Robbie Russ in that situation. But, look, I don't want to make this too complicated. And John Farrell, I think, made it a little too complicated off the bat when he decided to hit Brock Holt second in this lineup. I don't like that. Now, Brock Holt had a big night. Three for four. Um, he gave you that home run that he needed a little wind to get that thing out. But still, it was a big hit. Holt had a nice night at third base hitting second. It's just, you know, people coming to me saying, see, uh, Bogots didn't look good last night. He went 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. Holt had a nice night with 3 for 4. Oh, wait. Uh, one, it isn't really about Bogots as much as it is about Ortiz. I want Ortiz hitting third. And you're not going to hit Ortiz third when Holt is hitting second because they don't want to go lefty-lefty. So that's why Ortiz has moved back to the cleanup spot. It just, again, it's just, John Farrell made it too complicated. Why not? It's as simple, it's as simple as this. Why not go with the lineup that you've been throwing out there all season long? All season. The li- now, I understand Bet started off as the leadoff guy. And you moved him into the cleanup, to the cleanup spot, though, number four. And that's what you stuck with for the rest of the year. And that's what got you a division title. Why wouldn't you want to go with that lineup? Pedroia, Bogots, Ortiz, Betts, Hanley. And from there on out, you can pick them out of a fucking hat. I don't care what you do from six through nine. I don't care. So I don't understand why Farrell wanted to make the lineup complicated. Like, I don't know why you want to do that. But that's what he did. Still, you let up three home runs in that inning, that third inning. Sorry, playoff game, playoff baseball, you got to go out, especially where, look, Trevor Bauer had a nice night uh, for Cleveland, but we saw what the Indians did. We saw what Tito Francona did. He went to Andrew Miller very early. Miller gave him a couple big innings. Uh, People were criticizing that, and they might criticize it even more if Corey Kluber on Friday night, tonight in game two, you know, can't go deep into the game. Then it's like, what does Cleveland do? That's why I tweeted out last night, Terry Francona, he basically, you know, he put all his money on Kluber in game two. Because his bullpen is is going to be greatly affected by what he did last night. Still, he wanted to get that one game and that one win in game one, and he did it. And and you can't disagree with the move, especially based on the result. But, I mean, the story of this one is Rick Porcello, you know, your Cy Young candidate Rick Porcello, he didn't pitch like that last night. And when he's leaving stuff up in the zone, he does not have overpowering stuff. You know, he's not up there throwing 95-96. And if you're not throwing 95-96 and you're leaving it, you know, chest high all the time, especially with your off speed, that's not a good thing. And you're going to get knocked around. I don't care what team you're playing or what ballpark you're in. You're going to get knocked around. So Pocello was not his usual self, at least the usual self that we've seen from him all season long. And that's really the story of this game. You had some other issues. Look, the game ended on what, at first, what I thought, Dustin Pedroia, the check swing. Um... 
you look, watch the replay of that, and it's very clear that he swung. That was a that was a swing. That was ring him up, you know, sit him down. Indians win the game. They win it five four. Uh, you get the situation in which, and, and Ortiz had his arm over Marco Hernandez. Ortiz had a big hit late in this one, and Hernandez pitch ran for him. People were sort of, I saw people maybe complaining about this. I heard it in the post game. I think Sheffield was complaining. I, I actually, you, look, you have to pinch run in that spot, right? You have to pinch run for David Ortiz because it hits a run in that spot. And, and at that point, you need one run. To tie the game. So it hits a run. You're not keeping Ortiz at second. You got a pinch run from Hernandez. That was the right moment. But Ortiz got his arm around Hernandez and saying to him, hey, if there's a ball in the dirt, you got to run on that. I'm sorry. You don't. I, I didn't want him running to dirt on a ball that was in front of the catcher, right? Or anywhere around the catcher. That thing, got, the only way Hernandez should be going to third is if that ball goes to the backstop. Let's not make this complicated. Let's not overthink this. Again, Hernandez, he pinch runs for Ortiz. Okay. Right decision. I thought Hernandez made the right decision by by not running to third on that play. And Ortiz might have been telling him he should have been, but I don't agree because a hit at that point is a run when he's on second. You don't want to risk getting thrown out at third for a ball that's not to the backstop. So I was okay with most of the stuff. The only thing I disagree with what the Red Sox did last night, Holt hitting second, and I just don't want to see that throughout this series. I want them to go back. I just want them to go back to that lineup. Mainly because I want Ortiz hitting third and Betts hitting behind Ortiz. Though Betts, especially Betts first at bat, he was nervous last night at the plate. That hit the swings that Betts was taking in his first at bat here at game one. I mean, he had spaghetti arms in that at bat. He had fucking spaghetti arms. I've never seen anything like it. Like, you know it's bad when somebody who's not even in Major League Baseball, who knows what it's like to be nervous at the plate, can see that you're nervous with when it comes to what your arms look like when you swing a bat in a postseason game. So um, yeah, some of the young kids were nervous. Like Ben Attendee wasn't nervous. He was snoozing on that play in the outfield, but he did hit a solo home run. And, and, and he does still, we'll see how his confidence is going to be shook here, but I don't think it should be shook because he seems like a confident, cocky kid. He's out there thinking he's better than everybody in the game. And I love it. I love it. So I think he'll bounce back just fine. And you might get some people saying, well, if they're going to put the, a lefty hitting second, why wouldn't they put Ben Attendee? Here's the deal. Don't put a lefty hit in second. Put a lefty hit in third in David Ortiz and put Bogots back in the number two spot. And, you know, when it comes to the Bogots move, this is is somebody that, this is an all, this is your all-star shortstop. And I got news for people who think he limped into the postseason. His last seven days of the regular season, he had 333. So, was he really limping in? Look, Bogots should be hitting second. That's where he has hit most of the season, uh, that, especially during the second half. And you, you you need to keep him there. You need to put him back there. And and for people to say, well, Holt produced in that spot. All right. So you take Holt if he's producing, and you move him down in the lineup a little bit and see if he produces there. And if you get production at the bottom of your order, even better. I, I just, one, why are you going to mess with the all-star shortstop? Two, why are you moving Ortiz back to four? You should have Ortiz hitting third. Right? Ortiz should be getting up guaranteed first inning. I, I just, that's the way I feel. Um, but, again, let's not overthink this. The reason the Red Sox lost game one is because Rick Porcello was not his usual self. At least his usual self that we've seen this season. And uh, now we turn to game two. 
and it's David Price against Corey Kluber. Can David Price cleanse himself of the postseason demons? We're going to have to wait and find out. Uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, maybe we did find out uh, the answer to that question. But there's a lot of pressure on David Price. A whole lot of pressure. So Porcello did not really help him in that regard. Are the Red Sox done in this series after game one? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I think that if they can get some runs early here on Kluber, you know, you're looking at a game that potentially the Red Sox, you know, they, they could score eight to ten runs. But that's all going to come down to what does Kluber look like. Let's also not forget Kluber was hurt at the end of the season. I don't know how healthy he is exactly coming out uh, pitching this game uh, in game two in Cleveland. Then they have Saturday off, Sunday, Monday at Fenway, games three and four. I think game four will be necessary Will Game 5 be necessary on, what, Wednesday back in Cleveland? Not sure. We'll have to wait and see. I'll, I'll certainly re- react to all of the postseason baseball stuff uh, again on Monday's podcast. But the Red Sox, I don't think they're down and out just yet. Um, but here's the deal. I mean, these ALDS series, their five-game series, they can be over real quick. They can be over real quick. And I know we're so used to comebacks in this town with, this, with the Boston Red Sox. Since, uh, you know, oh, what, oh, 03, they had to come back against Oakland, right? Um, oh, 04, you had the comeback against the Yankees. And, you know, we've, oh, 07, they had to come back against Cleveland, right? They were down 3 1, weren't they? Against the Indians, came back and won that series. We're used to, to comebacks, but they don't, they're not going to always happen. So you don't want to fall behind 2 0. And these ALDS series can end real quick, they can be over like that. I don't think it's over yet, but it does come down to the guy now that you're paying $30 million a season, the guy who just last week said after a loss that he's not going to be great every time out. And the reason I hated that comment is because you knew he was going to have this big start right here, right now, and the possibility of it being a start in which his team is down 0-1 in a series against a very good Cleveland Indians team that's now throwing out their best pitcher. I mean, you know... That's maybe the worst part about this. Porcello has been the Red Sox best pitcher, and he only goes four and a third in a game in which, you know, they throw Trevor Bauer out. He's got nice stuff, but Cleveland's rotation is depleted. Carrasco and Salazar are not going to be in. They're not even on the roster, and they're two of Cleveland's best pitchers. Klub is their best. He goes in game two. Tito put all his money on Klub in game two. Uh, so uh, we'll react to how this series plays out, of course, and then you get the other ALDS series, Toronto beat the Rangers in game one in Texas, 10-1. to Blue Jays are mashing. Blue Jays, what, number five starter, Marco Estrada, depending on how you want to rank them. I mean, the way I rank Blue Jays starters, uh, Hap, Sanchez, I think you, you even go Liriano, the way he's been pitching, Stroman, and then Estrada. That's the way I would rank them. Uh, they had Estrada on the mound. He gives him eight and a third. Cole Hamels was on the mound for Texas, and a couple errors there. You know, Blue Jays win at 10-1. I told you what was going to happen in the wild card games. I told you Toronto would win. They would beat Baltimore. They did the walk-off in Canacion. I told you that the Giants were going to beat the Mets. Can't bet against Bumgarner in that spot, especially not against the Mets. He's been dominant against them. And Bumgarner is an absolute psychopath, and the Giants won that game. So, you know, I, I, I told you what was going to happen in those wild card games. Two for two. Go back to Mon- what last... Monday's podcast, my Major League Baseball predictions. But I guess if you don't want to listen to them, here's what I'll tell you is going to happen. And it's so they sort of confirmed it yesterday. The Blue Jays are going to win the World Series. There's no stopping the Blue Jays. Toronto is going to win the World Series. 
and I know, like, they scored 10 runs yesterday, and they get Cole Hamels out of the game quick. And all the attention is going to be paid to Toronto's offense, but they can pitch. They can pitch, like, the best of them in this league. And they're going to beat Texas, I think, in four games. Then whoever they play in the ALCS, I hope I'm wrong, because I hope they play the Red Sox, and I hope the Red Sox win. I hope I'm wrong, but the Blue Jays are going to beat whoever they play in the ALCS, and I think the Blue Jays are going to make Cubs fans cry at the end of October, early November. I think that's what, what's going to happen here. So, um, postseason baseball is great. I just hate watching it on TBS. I do. To Pete, you like the TBS broadcast? You like that? Come on, we're, you, fo- we're what, Fox guys. What the fuck's going on over there? We're fo- dude, Wait, I'm getting it queued up. Dude, you know you, what, I, I did, know what you want. I know. I, I know what you want. You can see, you got, we got this big mixing board over there, and you can't even, you don't even, you forget what's going on. That's how long it's been. <laughs> like, you got to look to see where your button is. Let's go. I mean, you got to, I want you in here doing reps by yourself like I used to do reps by myself. That's what I want you doing. Soft toss? Yeah. Just, just some BP, you know, before the show, a little bit. Get, get your fingers right. You know, you got to know where your fingers are on the, on the soundboard, dude. I, I mean, I want a new soundboard. That thing's crazy. We bought that thing. That We don't need that. Let's be honest, right? This is we legit. Don't need that. This is legit. That's like if— You want to be legit, this is legit. Yeah. It's legit, I guess, but, I mean, we don't even know where the fucking buttons are or how to use it. So, how legit is it? Uh, how do you feel about baseball on TBS? This is what I want. What? What do you want? Ah, that's what I want, too. I want Fox. I want Major League Baseball on Fox postseason. This is great music. I mean, on TBS last night, Cal Ripken, he wanted the infield to drop an infield pop-up in, like, the second inning for the Indians. He's like, well, you know, the guy on first, they would have been snoozing. He could have got the double play. In the second inning of a playoff game, you want a guy to drop a puff fly? It wasn't even past the pitcher's mound. It was so stupid. Now, I'm not going to sit here and crush TBS the whole time because the worst thing about people crush, about crushing TBS, the worst thing about that is having to go on Twitter and see everybody and their mother crushing them. I'm just like, all right, I, I get it. They're bad. But we got to do this all night? We got to do this all series? I want to hear this music. You know? I want to hear Joe Buck. And I know some people don't like Joe Buck, but I like Joe Buck. You know why? Because when I hear Joe Buck, I know it's a big game. I know it's a big game. I know it's playoff baseball. And this song reminds me of that postseason. Postseason baseball. Major League Baseball on Fox presented by Budweiser. This Bud's for you. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love that song. Um, we got to get it back on. Is it on Fox? It's got to be. I think a, the league championship series. You got to get there. Red Sox got to get there first. Still, I'll watch the league championship series, even if the Red Sox aren't there. But that's what it looks like. Postseason baseball. Here's the deal. You got to pitch. And uh, your starting pitches, who are your best starting pitches, they have to be as good as they were in the regular season. And uh, Rick Porcello certainly wasn't that in game one. But, um, all right, just sort of moving on from baseball here, there's some some other storylines in in the National Football League that go beyond my picks and Rob Gomes coming in here and giving us daily fantasy advice. So I want to go over some of those storylines. Now, there's 13 more games left. Last night, I mentioned the Thursday night football game. Week 5 officially began. The Cardinals with a 33-21 win over San Fran. 
Uh, the Cardinals without Carson Palmer. What's he got? The concussion. Uh, Drew Stanton threw two touchdowns. Uh, David Johnson had a nice night rush, 157 yards on the ground and two touchdowns himself. San Francisco sticks with playing Gabbitt. He throws one touchdown and two picks. Goes 18 of 31 for 162. Look, I mean, you got to put Kaepernick in, in my opinion. But we'll see how San Francisco manages it moving forward. Uh, but that's how week number five began. Now, 13 more games left to be played. Problem is, they might not play all 13. We might have a couple cancellations because of the hurricane. Hurricane Matthew, is that what we're going with? It's Matthew, right? Um, I mean, this is serious. I don't mean to make a joke of this because they're, they're pumping this one up. Let me tell you this. Now, weathermen get shit wrong all the time. They do. They, it's, it's, it's mostly always wrong. Like, what is, what's the success rate of a weatherman? Now, I get they can't really control when shit changes, and I'm not necessarily blaming them for the changes that are sort of made in the atmosphere with the climate and the weather last minute. There's nothing they can do about that. They try to just preview and predict it. But in my opinion, a lot of it is is ratings, especially locally, where they like to tease certain stuff and give you certain information, uh, and they want to keep you involved, and, and you know, they, wanna, they want you to go back and watch their weather, weather broadcast. A lot of it is ratings to me. But this one, not really. I mean, they're, they're saying this is going to be a huge storm. Florida's going to get hit hard. So the Dolphins, they probably won't be playing their game Sunday at 1 in Miami against Tennessee, a game between two 1-3 and three teams. I think Tennessee's the much better 1-3 and three team. Dolphins a 3.5-point favorite. They're probably not going to play that. They're saying also Monday night, Tampa Bay in Carolina as that storm makes its way up the coast. Uh, I should be weatherman. That was pretty smooth, right? As it makes its way up the coast, uh, Carolina probably not going to get their game in against Tampa Bay. It's not even a spread on this one because we don't know what's going on with Cam Newton. He took a big hit last weekend, unnecessary hit. He should have just gone in the fucking end zone instead of dancing around like an idiot at the goal line. I mean, what, what do you think, you're not going to get hit? I don't understand what he was doing there. And I'm a Cam Newton fan, but the Panthers are 1-3, and three, surprisingly. They're at home against a 1-3 and three Tampa Bay. There's a lot of bad matchups this week in the NFL. This isn't really, you know, this isn't the week that the NFL should be trying to promote itself. But um, there's 13 games left in the schedule. They're probably only going to play 11 of those games, I think. Or maybe they moved them. I don't know. Can they do that? Can they move them? Here's the deal. This storm, I mean, this is pretty serious because I was on the Weather Channel, and this is a video message that, that a guy on the Weather Channel sends out to you, and it scares the shit out of you. I don't even live in Florida. I don't even think I'm going to be affected by this storm, but I'm scared when I hear this guy talk about Hurricane Matthew. I'm Senior Hurricane Specialist Brian Norcross, and I want to talk to my friends in Florida. Today, on behalf of the Weather Channel, I have a special message about the threat from Hurricane Matthew. This is like no storm in the record books. We are concerned about reports of people deciding to stay in areas under mandatory evacuation orders. This is a mistake. This is not hype. This is not hyperbole. And I am not kidding. I cannot overstate the danger of this storm. Central and North Florida have never been hit by a hurricane this strong. If you live in a Florida evacuation zone, you need to head for a safe spot now. Do not assume you can survive if you choose to stay. Jesus. There will be overwhelming damage and likely a heartbreaking loss of life. Based on everything we know, Matthew will make history. The Weather Channel does not want you 
to be part of that history. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to make fun of of a storm and people dying, but like, I don't even live in Florida and this guy scared the shit out of me. This sounds like the final message you're ever going to hear on TV, right? Like, regardless of where you are. You know, you get those like emergency broadcast tests. Those things scare you, Pete? The emergency broadcast test? This is like out of a movie. But but you know what I'm saying when they when you see those you testing emergency broadcast, you no, expect that they don't that, scare me. They don't scare you. No, because it never happens. Yeah, it's but never what, real. Yeah, but what if one time it is? <laughs> I'll be sitting in my house. Well, that's like the you know the a fire alarm goes off or a smoke detector, and everyone's like, oh, it must just be the batteries. Take the batteries. What do you mean off. the batteries? What if the fucking house is on fire? How, why are we always reacting like that? Like to fire alarms, you know. It's like, oh, you know, the alarm's going off. Must just be a... Why do we always assume false alarm? So you assume false alarm on the emergency broadcast every single time? What if one time it's real and it's like, oh, it's fake and you're not paying attention. You just hear that. Like the worst is you're watching TV at like, you know, one in the morning and it goes off and you're like, holy shit. Like this is scarier than clowns running around. Right? And it's funny because... Um, I, you can't see him, but Rob Gomes decided to dress like a clown today. I just, I don't, I don't know why, um, but he wore his clown outfit, I think to maybe be funny, but he, he doesn't realize that this is not video. Uh, what is up with the clowns, by the way? What's going on with the clowns, Pete? You, I know you know more about this than me. The why would I know more about the clowns than you? I feel like you know more about the clowns. I, I feel like you're I, up to date on the clowns. Well, I hate clowns, so I'm, I'm on watch at all times. What's going, what happened? Locking down Bean Somebody down. got... Like some a clown killed someone, and now I don't think get... anything's actually happened. I think it's all a big hoax, and everyone's just trying to be the next person on social media to put well, out a video. You know what I mean? Here's my deal: What happens on Halloween when everyone and their mothers dressed like a fucking clown? Am I supposed to start trusting people? Is that the night I start trusting people? Like, are you telling me that Halloween of 2016 is the night that I start trusting clowns? Don't think so. Clowns all over the place should get blindsided and sucker punched and attacked. I'm calling for an attack on all clowns, okay? This is me. You want an emergency test to the emergency broadcast system? They should put one over the TV. They should put one over the radio. They should put one over this podcast. And they should talk about just attacking clowns. If you see a clown, just attack them. So if you dress like a clown on Halloween, you should get attacked, jumped, and beat up. That's what should happen to you, right? Because everybody's on edge about clowns, but you know you're going to get some idiots dressed as clowns. There's going to be so many clowns, Pete. There's going to be so many people dressed as clowns on Halloween. It's going to be, you know, I think it'll scare some people. I know Halloween's supposed to be a night that people get scared, but come on. Like this clown epidemic, is that what we're calling it? Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's scared. Everyone's nervous. Well, then if you dress like a clown, right, you should get attacked, shouldn't you? Even if it's on Halloween. But, um, look, this Weather Channel report of this hurricane, like, I don't know. I, I, I guess... And I don't want to say I hope they're right, but that message, that sounded like a message that, like, would be coming over my TV telling me that the world is about to come to an end. Like, I fear that message one day could happen. I'm not trying to go all Tim Thomas on you, like, down in my bunker with my bow and arrow out hunting for food later tonight. I'm just not going there. I'm saying that message you just played from the Weather Channel, and you had another one, Pete, you pulled up um, before the show, which I thought was... Even more interesting than the one from the Weather Channel. This one was just straight out and open and, and brutally honest. See this? Melbourne, Daytona Beach, all the way up to Jacksonville. 
This moves 20 miles to the west, and you and everyone you know are dead. All of you. <laughs> because you can't survive it. It's not possible unless you're very, very lucky. And your kids die, too. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at your kids dying, but what are we doing here? I get they want people to evacuate, but that these some of these messages, it's like a little extreme, no? And I don't want to say I hope they get it right because obviously we don't want it that bad. But, I mean, if they're going to scare the shit out of everybody like this, you know, sometimes you look at the track record of weathermen or, or weather reports, and they're not always what, what they're made up to be. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that storm here at the Beantown Athletics Weather Center, and I'll keep you updated on what's going to happen. But they should not – here's my point is this. They, with these messages, they should not play the football game, okay? They, they, have they even canceled it yet? Like, they haven't canceled. They're waiting to see. Just cancel the fucking game. That's my point. Uh, same thing if you got to do it on Monday night, Carolina and Tampa Bay. So that leaves basically 11 other games that we can talk about. Um, four teams have a bye. Jacksonville, Kansas City, New Orleans, and Seattle. Uh, but three, the top three storylines, right, I'll give you here three for a buck. Here, here's what they are. Tom Brady's going to return. And he returns in week five from the Deflategate suspension. Patriots right now are 11-point favorites on the road in Cleveland. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, 0-4, the only team in the National Football League without a win. And um, the Patriots should absolutely roll in this one. But that's, you know, we want Brady to return. He's back. He's returning. And they had this storyline during the week in which on Monday, Patriots players were asked, oh, have you, you know, what have you seen Tom Brady? Like, what is Tom saying? Like, what's he doing? And every player and coach said, oh, we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him. And, and it's just mind-boggling to me how many people sort of took, that, took those comments from Patriots players and believed them and said, wow, maybe Tom Brady isn't there. Maybe Tom isn't in the building. Uh, please, Tom was in the fucking building. Do you really think that Tom Brady did not show up? Did, did not, the first day he was allowed back in the building after a four-week suspension, not being in the building, not being able to contact anyone in the organization, do you really think he wasn't there on Monday? I mean, do you really need that report confirmed? That's insane to me. Of course Tom Brady was there. And here's why the players said they didn't see him, because that's the end of the conversation. The team told the players, hey, just say you didn't see Tom Brady. Because once they say we didn't see him, what other questions can you possibly ask about Brady? If somebody gets up there and they say, yeah, I did see him. He was in working out today. Then you get a million questions. What's the one question that ends it all? The one answer to the question that ends it all? I didn't see him. That's all you got to say. You say, I did not see Tom Brady. And what's somebody going to ask? Well, what if you say, I didn't see him. I didn't see him. They don't have to tell you the truth. You really think they didn't see him? They saw him. Tom Brady was in the building. And he's going to be in the building against Cleveland on Sunday. And that's, I think, the biggest storyline. You get a bunch of shit games this week. Um, but one intriguing matchup. Atlanta in Denver. Falcons 3-1. Broncos undefeated. They're saying Trevor Simeon might be able to return for this one. Uh, so keep an eye on that with Denver's quarterback situation. But the Broncos at home, they're undefeated. Atlanta's playing great. Uh, I did not expect the Falcons to be 3-1 and at this point. And uh, this is a big-time matchup. Sunday at 4 o'clock in Denver right now. Uh, the Denver Broncos, they are five-point favorites. And then the other storyline, I told you three for a buck here, top three storylines heading into week five. 
Celebrations. Celebrations. Antonio Brown fined $24,000 for that celebration where he put the football over his head and started humping the air on, on what was it? Was Sunday night? The big win over Kansas City? They fined him $24,000. Um, this is getting out of control. What did Josh Norman? He did the bow and arrow, and they fined him big. They gave him a penalty during the game. I mean, this is just stupid. Why don't you let these guys celebrate? And you know what? They're so quick to, like, I didn't think the Antonio Brown thing was bad. I didn't. I didn't think the Josh Norman thing was bad. There's some very quick celebrations that they're tossing that flag out on. And I don't get it. I don't know why they wouldn't want him to celebrate. I, I Look, Chad Ochocinco ruined it when he started doing crazy shit with props. But all you got to say is no props. No props. But you can celebrate however way you want. We all know when it's excessive. But they've been throwing flags on these penalties that are not even anywhere close to excessive. So please, enough. Stop with the celebration flags. Now, they're not going to listen to me. They're going to keep doing it. It's going to be even more frustrating. But um, it's just stupid. But that's another thing to keep an eye out for. Every celebration, it's like they're just throwing flags. And you know, I, I don't know if you know, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be able to celebrate. You know, That's the guy I think of. Oh, will he be celebrating this weekend? Will he even want to play? Because he doesn't have fun playing football anymore. That was another storyline this week. Odell Beckham Jr. But he is, I'm not mad at Odell Beckham. I'm not mad at him. You know what I'm mad at? I'm mad at the people that buy in that he is somehow actually in some way, shape, or form being affected by all this stuff and that he's a head case and that his season is done. It's not. He's a, Odell Beckham Jr. is a brand, okay? He's not a football player anymore. He's a brand. And what you're doing right now on ESPN, on all these shows... You're talking about Odell Beckham Jr. I'm watching it all all week going, he wants this. He's a brand. The Odell Beckham. Do you think he's going to fall off the face of the earth? No. You know why he's not? Because Sunday night in Green Bay, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have three touchdown receptions. Okay? He is. The Giants are seven-point dogs in Green Bay. You can throw all over the Packers defense. And Eli Manning's going to do that. And he's going to go to Odell Beckham Jr. So... He's going to bounce back, but you've been talking about him during weeks in which you wouldn't really even be talking about him because he sucked. And he's a brand, and he wants you talking about him. And I just, sometimes I don't think people understand that. Um, But I think Odell Beckham, it's sort of teasing my picks a little bit here, but I think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have a a, a big game. And I guess with that said, as we talk about players uh, right now, I bring in my daily fantasy sports expert, Rob Gomes. My conversation with Rob Gomes, presented by CrossFit 617. Train hard, live healthy, feel better. Sign up today for a free one-week trial at CrossFit617.com. Rob Gomes, uh, the millionaire winner for DraftKings. What was that, two years ago? Two years ago, 2014, yeah. All right, and uh, I thought maybe you would surprise us by bringing in that huge check. That oh, you got today, was, since we talked about it last week, but you didn't do that. <laughs> no, I'll bring it in next week. I'll bring it in next um, week. What's going on, Rob? Oh, nothing. Just hanging, listening to your picks, actually. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you didn't, I mean, I didn't make them yet, so I don't know how you listen to them. Um, <laughs> anyways, you, you were here before me today. What were you doing here so early? I don't know. I just got up and was like, hey, I'll go over to Dot. Uh, it was in the North End, so. All right. Grabbed, a, grabbed an Uber. Uh, how about my picks last week? You took an, look at this fucking kid. I mean, you come in here last week, you throw out the beer garden. You come in here today, you throw out... You're not even in the... I mean, you're not even on the air for 30 seconds, he's throwing out Uber. 
Is this what you're doing? You're out just selling your own ads on the side? I must be, I must be. Did you email certain companies this week and throw my name out and start giving my description and get me in trouble with my other job? They actually hit me up. Uber hit Does me that up. happen, by the way? Um, you, look, I'm just trying to sell the show. Anyways, um, but you want, stop mentioning them. We talked Uber last week. Yeah, take a lift. I, <laughs> <laughs> I did an Uber lift rant, what, we did on Monday. Did, you didn't hear that. Oh, did you? And you're just playing it off. No, I didn't hear it. I didn't no, hear you it. didn't. You don't listen to the show. That's nice of you. Um, all right. No, seriously, though, I mean, you keep coming in talking about other companies. We're going to have to put a stop to that. Because this, this CrossFit 617 is now going to send me an email going, why is this sh- segment presented by CrossFit 617 and you're taking you're talking about Uber? And I'm going to have no answer to that. I'm going to be like, I, you know what? I have no clue. But I do know that if you listen to Monday's show, Uber... We're Lyft guys. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. you're, a, you're a Lyft guy. <laughs> Lyft sucks, okay? Don't you ever take Lyft. Uber, I don't even want your money. Lyft is terrible. The girl had a flat tire. She doesn't even know how to read directions. She's going on the Mass Pike to get to Fenway after we're already at Fenway. She was awful. Awful. And for some reason, here's the thing that bugs me. If you didn't hear that rant on Monday's podcast, go listen. The thing that bugs me most about that story and that situation is that all this shit is going down. And Pete, all you can care about, this literally pisses me off. All you care about, Pete, is the girl getting a fucking ticket going through the easy pass with no easy pass thing. Who gives a shit about her ticket? What if they forwarded that to me, though? They're not gonna, why would they forward that know. to you? I don't know. I thought I was going to get charged the toll. Oh you, oh, you thought that? Yeah. All right, that changes things. I didn't know that. you got to explain to me what you're thinking in those moments, man. All right, what are we thinking? Fantasy football, just... What else? Are you sponsored by anyone else, Gomes? No, 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 no. You got no one else? Maybe Lyft eventually. <laughs> uh, all right. Wait, listen, last week, I told you, Big Ben, you know, check that one off. Big win for me. I told you, DeMarco Murray, check that one off as well. Um, I just gave you another one. Odell oh. Beckham Jr. That's my guy. I, if I got to have him this week... You know, you're telling me, hey, pick, is there a guy, you know, you got to have? Yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. I got to have him. Who's your guy? Who do you got to have this weekend? Who do I have to have? I'm going to go C.J. Anderson just because of how uh, lineups are going to be constructed. I think a lot of people will be paying low for running backs, whether it's DeAndre Washington, Jarrett McKinnon. Uh, so I think that if you buy up for running backs, you'd be a little contrarian. Uh, guy that you can target is C.J. Anderson. He could possibly 4X in that Atlanta game. Wow. Um, Atlanta is an interesting team because I just would, like, I I usually would stay away from Atlanta in certain spots where they've been, like, during the season now, they've sort of hurt me a couple times. I just feel like Denver, I'm sort of on, on, on the same page with you with the Broncos at home in Denver. I think that could be a big game. We don't know who their quarterback's going to be yet, though by the time people listen to this, they might know whether it's Lynch or Simeon. I'm sort of reading that it could be Simeon. Um... But I, I like your pick with that in that game, knowing that Denver probably going to run the football and Atlanta's defense. I'm not scared of them yeah, at they're, all. They're not great against the run. And then if it is, well, if it's Simeon, they've kind of been with Simeon for a couple of weeks, so you know what you're going to get. They still run the ball 20 times a game regardless. Uh, and if it's Lynch, they'll run the ball a little bit more because of the fact that he's a rookie, he doesn't know the offense. Well, Simeon's a rookie too, but he's obviously had a little bit more experience within the offense, so... Uh, I think CJ is someone you can target to be a uh, pretty good play this week. Um, you mentioned last week that one of your strategies is to go for guys that you don't think everybody else is going to have. So that makes the Tom Brady situation interesting because 
Yeah. Uh, at first, you look at it, and like I said earlier, I think Patriots are going to roll. Tom Brady's going to have a big day. But at the same time, there could be a lot of people that are thinking, well, you know what? He's expensive, 7500 7500 bucks. That's the that's only but it's the second most of all quarterbacks this week. Aaron Rodgers the most expensive quarterback at 7700. Um people could say that's expensive. Let's give him a week here. Let's give Brady a week and see what the offense does. Let's not rush into Brady right now being this expensive. We think he's going to roll, but since he hasn't played in a long time, maybe maybe we'll stay away for the risk of him being rusty. I mean, do you see people – what way do you see people thinking of that? And I guess how do you think of Brady heading into this week? I think Brady's ownership is going to be through the roof. A guy that you can kind of pivot off him and go to is uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's at 7,200, your mm-hmm. pick, last week. Uh, basically, that game, the Jets in Pittsburgh – the Jets' defense is like the definition of a funnel defense. Strong up front, one of the best front sevens in the league, but this secondary is awful. I don't think Revis is playing this week. Uh, should be a lot of throwing. Should be a lot of like fantasy uh, points in that game. So that would be a game that I'd be targeting for basically get some players that can be contrib- that can contribute to the lineup. Um, Andy Dalton, fifty nine hundred, kind of jumps off the page to me. Dallas, I look. I know that the Dallas Cowboys are having a nice beginning to the season. But here's the thing with me. They had three wins against Washington. All right, Washington's won a couple in a row, looking better. Um, They won that in D.C. Then they beat the Bears. Then they beat the 49ers. Like, Dallas, just to me, they don't really concern me. And I feel like even though Andy Dalton and the Bengals didn't, you know, they didn't deliver a knockout blow to the Dolphins on Thursday Night Football last week, but they've had a little extra time to get get prepared for Dallas. I feel like since he's due for that big game, Dalton's due for that monster game. He's very cheap right now when it comes to the pricing for quarterbacks at what, like I said, 5,900 bucks. I mean, are you giving Dalton a look or, or no? Uh, so I really don't like to roster Dalton. I know this is a good spot. Blaine Gabbert kind of picked them apart last week. Dallas's defense, uh, the low quarterback that I was going to go to was in that same game within the Pittsburgh and the Jets game. Fitzpatrick, nine interceptions the last two weeks. People are going to be off him, but he's going to be throwing as well just because Ben's going to have to throw. Mm. Uh, at 5,100, I think he makes for a good play. I think he could easily 4X the, that salary, meaning he needs to get 20 points to be a value play, and that, that's doable in that game. All right. Um, you get a wide receiver? I know I gave you Odell Beckham Jr. You're going to take – we know you're running back. Uh, but wide receivers, I mean, what are you looking at this week? So wideouts, uh, there's a couple low buys that I kind of like just because my roster construction, I'm kind of going low at wide receiver and high at running back uh, mm. to be different. I like Anunwa uh, for um, the Jets. I also like Sammy Coates. Staying in that one game, that Pittsburgh Jet, that Pittsburgh and uh, New York Jets game, uh, my high, run, my high um, wide receiver would be Amari Cooper. I had him last week. Uh, it didn't show up for me. I've been trying to get him each week. I think this is a week he kind of blows up. Jason Verrett's out for uh, San Diego, so I think that he could possibly have a big game. A lot of people will be on Crabtree just because he's been hot, but I think that Cooper is ready to basically blow up, so he would be my guy. Um, you, you mentioned that game, Oakland-San Diego. That could be that has the possibility to be a shootout, right? Um, I mean, Derek Carr, he, look, Derek Carr, we throw out the word elite. I feel like if there's any quarterback who's not in the elite conversation that is close to being there by the end of the season, Derek Carr is is certainly a guy. Now, I go down the list. I mean, Phillip Rivers is more expensive than Derek Carr. Derek Carr is 6,800. 
Derek Haas, someone you got to give a serious look. And Phillip Rivers. This could be a shootout. Yeah, and also uh, DeAndre Washington. He should be someone in that game. Uh, San Diego's the worst against pass-catching running backs. Lat Murray's out, so DeAndre Washington should get some looks from Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr, for the weapons that he has, uh, not to be mentioned in that class, I think you'll definitely see by the end of the season that he will be there. Uh, He's definitely someone you could roster as well. Um, Tight ends. We didn't get into tight ends, I don't think, a lot last segment, uh, last week in the first segment that we had together. But there's always, there seem to be some sneaky ones. Now, Gronk, again, same thing with Brady. Like, what's going to happen with Gronk? I'm expecting Brady to return and Gronk to make the full return right there with him. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I don't think a lot of people a lot of, around the country are kind of like going for that kind of thought process. I think they're more apt to roster Edelman. Uh, because Edelman's been playing well, and Gronk's obviously had the hamstring issue. Uh, but I could definitely see Gronk going off. He's definitely someone that you would want if you wanted to fade the Gronk play and go Martellus Bennett. Bennett. I, th- I think that a lot of people are going to own both Gronk and Edelman. I like Gronk Bennett Edelman. is cheap. Bennett's only 3700 No, I know. Bennett's only 3700 and Hogan is around 41 too. So if that's another pivot off Edelman that you kind of look, if you're if you're doing some Brady lineups and you want to be a little contrarian. Yeah, um, but, but I mean – I guess the way I look at the Gronk thing is sort of the way I look at Brady. You know, a lot of people going to go with Gronk or are they going to stay away because he's questionable and he hasn't really had that full return yet? I just feel like I just feel like people are going to stay away from him. And that's why I think I'd probably spend the money, even though it's 6500 Jordan Reed, uh, the most expensive tight end, at 6600 Then he got Delaney Walker, 4700 uh, the third most. So there's a pretty, pretty big drop-off there from Gronk to Delaney Walker and, and Tennessee's in Miami, but they what tell me what what's gonna happen if you pick a guy and they don't play? I'm not I'm staying away from that. That's why game you just gotta right stay now. away. I get two good tight ends. Or do you or do you do the double bet? Do you bet on do you bet against the weatherman? No, 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 huh? no. Do you, <laughs> you talk about betting what other people aren't betting. Do you say fuck these weathermen? They're always wrong. I'm gonna go with Delaney Walker because I think they're gonna play this game. People got a lot of bets going on there in that one. Yeah, people's kids are getting killed, so I'm kind of going to stay away from that one. Yeah, no, uh, why are you going to bring up that? I mean, we, <laughs> no, we, I, we, I, by I, the way, whenever we're not trying to make fun of people getting killed with hurricanes, I hope that people are smart enough that if they do hear those messages, they get the hell out of there. Like, why would you hear that guy? Can we hear that, Pete? Can I get that one more time? Not, not the not the second one on Fox. That guy's a nutbag. You want I, the serious one? I want the serious one, like the guy that wakes you up at one in the morning and tells you the world's going to end. Like that's what this sounds like. You hear this message, why wouldn't you get out of there? I mean, I just don't understand why people would stick around. So I just want to clarify here. When I did talk about that stuff, I'm not, I'm not hoping that people get killed. I just am assuming that when you hear this message, um, people are going to get the hell out. Like, honestly, what if somebody said this about, what if somebody said this about Boston? What if they said this about Boston and, like, would you stay? Would you stick around? Pete, do you have the audio yet of, of the Weather Channel report? It was on the Weather Channel, right? It was on the Weather Channel's Twitter account. Now, what what were you doing that brought you up upon that? The weather? Were you just tracking the the Weather Channel Twitter? No, nah, people tweet This out. is the only serious one I've heard. And it's scary, isn't it? Yeah, it's real. Like, he might as this well real. he might as well be wearing a fucking clown mask in this. You want to really scare people? This guy should be dressed as a clown while he's giving this report. Then we'd really be scared. I'd be scared here in Boston. But if you got this... If you had this in Boston, this is on the TV, and he's telling you, get out of Southie, get out of Dorchester, you know, hopefully you're able to pull it up on Twitter by the time you get this message so you're able to get out I in time. I can't find it. You can't find it. It's on the Weather Channel's Twitter. I'm on the Twitter and What's I cannot find it. 
Weather Channel's Twitter. Dude, I'm there. And it's not on. I cannot on find On their it. page. I, I they, just had they it. They took it down. I, do you think that, do you that think they're, it's, they're balking? Oh, wait. Do you think it's not as bad as he thought? And he already... Wow. He reneged? It's got to be. It's got to be on there. I cannot it's find it. It's not on there? All right, I got it. He's got it. He's got it. All right, it's still up. Let's hear it one more time. If this, and I want you to think, all right, if he gave this in Boston, what would you be doing today? I'm Senior Hurricane Specialist Brian Norcross, and I want to talk to my friends in Florida. Today, on behalf of the Weather Channel, I have a special message about the threat from Hurricane Matthew. This is like no storm in the record books. We are concerned about reports of people deciding to stay in areas under mandatory evacuation orders. This is a mistake. This is not hype. This is not hyperbole. And I am not kidding. I cannot overstate the danger of this storm. Central and North Florida have never been hit by a hurricane this strong. If you live in a Florida evacuation zone, you need to head for a safe spot now. Do not assume you can survive if you choose to stay. Okay, see, that, there I hear that right there. overwhelming damage I'm out. and likely a heartbreaking loss yeah, of life. Yeah, I'm out. And then Based he Based on his everything we know, Matthew will make history. Oh, man. The Weather Channel does not want you to be part of that history. I'm out. I'm already on the road. Yeah. I, I, I get a bag. I throw, what, a couple T-shirts, track jacket, winter coat, um, you know, pairs of socks, a couple pairs of sneakers. Uh, deodorant, toothbrush, uh, my wa- you know my wallet, and I'm off. No, I'm out the door. No food, no water. No food, no Nothing. water. No, yeah. we figured that out in You're the way. We stop at a store. We're gone. I hear that report. I'm out. Who's gonna be working at the stores? Everyone else is gone too. No, they're not. Because you gotta bring supplies. They're not. They're not out as quick as me. You need supplies. They wouldn't be out as quick as you me. You know, someone's still there, even after the Dude. report. I know. Watching TV. Yeah, just sitting there. Nah, we hey, wait. How come the game's not on? <laughs> Oh, you know, these weathermen, they always do this shit. You know there's someone sitting there. But they are, right? I mean, it's like the boy who cried wolf. It's like they always have these big storms, and they tell you, like, it's going to be in the history books, the world's going to end, and, you know, nothing crazy happens. And I'm I'm not saying nothing crazy can happen this time. There are people that feel, I'm saying that's how some people might feel going into some of these storms and some of these reports. But the reason we joke about it is because I'm assuming that everybody hears that report and is getting the fuck out of there, because I'd be out of there real quick. Which means that, all right, it sucks that, obviously, you know, the place is going to be ruined, those areas are going to be ruined, but, I mean, at least I hope that these people can protect themselves and just get out. Don't be stupid and stick around and try to put your money on the weatherman being wrong. Like, don't do that. So, when I tell you to put, put your money on the weatherman being wrong and play Delaney Walker against Miami this week, I'm joking. It's a joke. But, uh, anyways, so, the storm, you're, gonna, you're not going to bet on that, either. No, no, no. I got a couple tight ends, though, All right. on yeah, the go low ahead. side. Go um, ahead. Basically, I like Zach Ertz. Um, they're going up against Detroit. Uh, the Eagles are. The, basically, Detroit does not cover tight ends at this point. It's like a carousel. Whoever's playing Detroit and the, whoever their tight end is, you start him. Zach Ertz is going to be back this week. He's someone to roster. And also, Gary Barnage versus the Patriots. I think Belichick takes away your best option. He'll take away Terrell Pryor, and they'll have to throw because everyone has the pats blowing them out. Uh, so Barnard should catch some passes in um, in that game as well. So see, I wouldn't touch. I wouldn't touch anyone going against the Patriots. I wouldn't. I'm, I'm serious. I wouldn't touch anyone going against the Patriots. Cleveland sucks. Why would you put anyone? So are you, here's the deal. Because I'm a little confused with some of your picks. I'm not gonna lie to you. I know it's the same we're gonna do. Yeah. 
You you are, are you just picking because you think everybody else is not going to pick them? No, I think it's a good play. Uh, just because the Patriots, Cleveland is going to have to throw the ball. Uh, the Patriots will take away Terrell Pryor. That's their number one asset in terms of the offense. And I think that from there, the next next man up is either Gary Barnage or Duke Johnson. I like Barnage. I think the rookie rookies usually tend to look to the tight ends. Uh, safe play there, I would say, at 3,200 to, to 4X mm. in GPPs and tournaments. So you're just thinking like garbage points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker two weeks ago versus the Pats, they put up like 22 and 25 respectively, like 4X in their value just because uh, they, were, they, were, they were getting blown out and they had to throw the ball. All right. What about um def- we didn't go over defenses last week either. We left a, a lot of holes in the first segment, mainly because we were talking about your commercial and we ran out of time. Um, what about defenses? So Where are you going right I'm now? I'm with everyone. I love the Vikes. No, um, you're with everyone now. Now he's with everyone. Yeah, no, no, no. I like I like the Vikings and I like the Broncos. I've been paying up for defenses. I didn't really do it a lot in recent years in terms of DraftKings. Uh, the week we won the Millionaire Maker, I was I think I had the Bucks D. There was zero point. 0.06% owned or something like that, man, like 25 points. Uh, kind of helped us helped us to the win. But for me this year, I've been kind of focusing on the Broncos, Vikings, uh, paying up for the defenses that are going to put up points for you. So Did you win any money last week? I won two grand. You won two grand? Yeah. You say it like, oh, I'm disappointed. No, no. If I'm... I won two grand right now, I'd be on this fucking table, on this desk. Yeah, describe. What, what type of tournament was it? Did you put in a bunch of lineups? Uh, it was or... a Monday, Thursday last weekend, last week. Uh, that I ended up winning. So who was like your guy? Who who was it? So everyone had Julio, and I stayed away from Julio and went to AJ Green. Mm. Yeah, but Julio put up like fifty. Yeah, right? Julio. No, no, no. Him. This was two weeks oh, okay, ago. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was. So you won two grand two weeks ago. Yeah. Would you win this past week? This past week, I, I that's what I was. My my higher one this past week, I won like six hundred. See, this is. Per- I mean, you're great to have on because I think people need to know this. Like, when you say, I won two grand, you say it like, wow, that was a terrible week. I go no, in these no, no, tournaments. No. I, two grand's a good week for me. I'm not, like, trying to. Two, no. I was happy that. I'm- you should try to be pumping your own tires and toot your own horn right now because people need to listen to this segment because they, wanna ha- they should want to have your attitude. Like, I want to have your attitude. I'm like, oh, I won five bucks. I'm like, wow, did you see that? Guys, I come in here the next day. I'm like, I won $5 in DraftKings yesterday. <laughs> That's crazy to me. How I was even that good. Is beyond me. You're not the only one. Everybody in here, everybody at Beantown Athletics does the same thing. If you win thing. five bucks. I'm in, I'm in the money, guys. You know why I it is? Because I look at it, I'm like, oh, I'm in the green. All you want to do is be in the green. You literally want to be in the fucking green. Oh, like, I want to be in the, yeah. I'm I just want to be on the screen, like have my, you know, my the little dot that you have, like where you are in the standings with the rest of the world. Well, and I'm me- like in the green. I'm like, oh, this is great. I won 475. Okay. Awesome. How many? I'll get a coffee tomorrow. How many lineups do you play? I play one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. One three dollar lineup. Play, I play, play one three dollar lineup. You're gonna play. A hey, welcome to my world. All right, welcome to my one three dollar lineup. Um, go to Coinstar to get that to put the three bucks in to get to get some change. Put it in the bank. Put it in my account. Put it on uh, you know a certain gambling site app that I already mentioned. Um, and then I put one lineup in. Yeah, no. But what's but what? See, what's wrong with that? See, I feel like, oh, you put in 150 lineups. I feel like you shouldn't be able to do that. I put in 150 at the $3 level, so I'll play like 600. It's like betting, basically betting a spread. If I'm going to put $500 on a game, I might as well put it in a lineup. I can win how much more. You know All I mean? different lineups, though. 
Yeah, all different. I, I, I have like a way I break down the like I'll pick like eleven quarterbacks and break that down through the one fifty. Have you ever had like a stretch of weeks where you won no money? Yeah, I've obviously, but it's kind of like the mentality that I don't know. Obviously, no, I'm not. It's a dead serious question. No, yeah, you kind of just got to stick with what you know and hope that it kind of pans out and have faith that it's gonna work out in the faith. long run. Have faith. That's his. Be- that's advice. Have faith. But you should have faith in no, this kid because he's Rob Gomes and he's. He won the million. He just told you he won two grand, and it's like the second worst thing that's ever happened to him. And then he won six hundred, and it was like, oh, I might as well not even do this anymore. I suck. I won six hundred. Um, you know, if I won six hundred, like I'd be buying shit for people here at Beantown. I'd come in with like everybody would have uh, what? I'd M- buy Molinari's I'd- on pick. <laughs> yeah, there's another read. There you All go. right, there, there you, you go. go. Hey, we're just throwing out reads. <laughs> uh, Keith didn't give us anything free yesterday. I already gave him his reads. But I mean, best. Look, best chicken palm you're going to have in your life. All right? That Molinari's in Dorchester? It is. It's the best. Chi- I mean, I got a Chicken palm, no palm. That you just get that right. He, he doesn't get cheese. Yeah, no this cheese. This kid doesn't. Hold the he cheese. He gets chicken palm and no Hold cheese. Hold the cheese. How crazy is that? I don't, being an Italian kid growing up in the North End, it's kind of nuts. <laughs> it is it's nuts. nuts. The kid gets pizza with no cheese. No, that's no, bullshit. No, 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 that's but, bullshit. No, 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 no. But that's the, that's, that's the second craziest part. I do pop. not get pizza with no he cheese. He doesn't like cheese, so he'll get everything like, oh, chicken palm, no cheese. Steak and cheese, grill, no cheese. Grilled cheese, no cheese. Grilled cheese, no cheese, yep. He'll get pizza, with, pizza with cheese. He loves cheese pizza. Yeah. Because yeah. it's pizza. But it's cheese. No, but it's pizza. But you love cheese. You don't love cheese. I love pizza. Where do you go, Wendy City? That's oh, stupid. F- All right. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Huh? Yeah, what are you yeah, doing? We're actually doing Windy City's T-shirts in the back right now. All right, yeah. all right. Listen, this is the Danny Picard Show, Windy and City, um, this is the CrossFit, CrossFit 617 segment. Great okay, I don't, need, I don't need CrossFit 617 coming to me, asking me why I'm throwing out all these places. But I will say this. One more free plug, I guess, only because Martellus Bennett said it. You hear what he called Roger Goodell yesterday? He said Roger Goodell looks like the Pringles guy. And it led to, like, this big chip conversation. So I ask you guys, favorite chip, go ahead. Doritos Cool Ranch. Wow. Or maybe Funyuns. It's strong. See, Doritos to me, it's like, I don't know if I consider that a chip. Yeah. Does that make sense? What about Funyuns? <laughs> no. What about, what about <laughs> Funyuns? Wait, 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 Pete, Pete. What? Doritos, do you consider that Absolutely. a chip? Absolutely. You consider Doritos yes. a chip? It's in a bag, dude, like every other chip. It does Funyuns would Fucking be the one I didn't Reese's. Funyuns, oh, I put Funyuns Reese's in there. Reese's Pieces are in a bag. Don't no, give me the bag. you know what I'm saying. No, I don't. I don't know that Tostitos, I... so you wouldn't consider Tostitos a chip? Toast... Uh, it's a tortilla no, chip. No, I don't know. Doritos know. are tortilla I know. chips. It's, I know what you're saying. It's a different category chip, but I'm talking about, like, chips chips. <laughs> like, all right, ready? I'm having a... I have a sandwich. I have a chicken palm from Molinari's on Adam's Corner in Dorchester. Uh, best chicken palm you'll have in your life. And I need a bag of chips to go with a sub. Am I going to open up a fucking bag of Cool Ranch Doritos? Like, what type of savage are you? That's like... Like, what type of taste is going... Like, you know what I mean? No? I'm you going Cape Cod. I'm going Cape Cod. You go- Me too. Yep. Cape Cod That's Originals. That's the way to go. I have a tough time. I oh, tweeted geez. yesterday. I have a tough time turning down Cape salt Cod Originals. Pepper. Cape Cod, salt and pepper. But... Top notch. What about Pringles? Are you staying away from Pringles? They're tough to get in a store. You know, when you're walking out with a sandwich, you don't, you're not going to yeah. stop and get a tube they of Pringles. They got the little ones, but uh, I still feel like it's just not enough. Almost, yeah. Right? And I hate original Pringles. Like, people who eat original Pringles, well, I think there's something wrong with those people. Like, that's just, you got to go sour cream and onion. There are crazy types of Pringles that are out there that aren't even on the website. 
Not even on the website. Like I saw. What are you browsing their website? I went on the website <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I went on the Pringles website. Well, Montellus Bennett's talking about Pringles. He's like, it doesn't matter what type of Pringles you are. You a sour cream and onion. Uh, you know, I don't. You a salsa Pringles? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But Roger Goodell looks like the Pringles guy. It was something like that. I might not even be giving that quote right, but it's something like that. And um, so I went on the Pringles website because I wanted to see that other people could see the types of Pringles that I saw this summer. I have a picture. I'll show you. Hot dog Pringles up in Canada. I saw them this summer. Hot dog Pringles. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder how they do that. I don't. I just sort of accept that they have it and that that it just sounds like disgusting. Shit. Hot dog Pringles. Yeah. Pizza Pringles. Do you have those? Oh, I bon- Pringles are bomb. Pizza. No. Pizza Pringles. Oh, I just said Pizza Pringles guy. No, oh, I said Pizza, pizza uh, yeah. Pringles. Yeah, I can, I can do that. You've had those? Yeah, those are good. Pizza Pringles are good. Um, ba- straight up barbecue. One of the best. Stacks of those. I've never had oh. barbecue Pringles. What? Yeah. But my point with the Doritos I is... Thought you, wow, I thought you were a Pringles guy. They're tortilla chips. Doritos? Yeah. It's tortilla just like a weird... Chips. You know, it's just like, all right, there's a lot of taste going on here. It's a little too much taste. Get what I'm saying? It's too much taste going on with the sub. If you want to just eat Doritos, I'm talking about like a... When I think of chips, it's chips with a sandwich. It's not just chips on their own. So like Cape Cod. Cape Cod chips. There you go. Yeah. Sour cream and onion Lay's. Lay's barbecue. You want to go Pringles? Go Pringles. But if you're going to go Pringles, don't go original. That's psychotic. You can't go original Pringles. Um, anyways, I don't know how we got on Pringles. Oh, we were just giving reads for companies that don't give me money. Let's give some more. DraftKings. Uh, all right, Rob Gomes won the million million for DraftKings. He is my a fantasy expert, daily fantasy expert. This has clearly gone off the rails on this Friday. We're all just excited for the weekend and excited for postseason baseball. And um, I, I got to close it out with this question for you because I this is one question that I have for you. And you might have already given it away, but best bang for your buck. Best bang for my buck. Best bang buck. for your buck. Best mid to low buy. Somebody that maybe people might be overlooking or that you say, hey, you know, you want to win 600 and be disappointed with that this week. Um, take this guy and you'll win 600. I kind of already gave it out. Uh, Fitzpatrick at 5,100. I think he'll easily 4X that value. No one's going to own him because he's been terrible. I said that last week about Palmer. Palmer didn't play well. Uh, shoot it for Fitzpatrick this week. I think he's going to be throwing a lot. That game should be pretty high scoring, I would say. So he'd be someone to jump on. Low, cheap buy. All right, so there you go. Rob Gomes, our conversation with Rob Gomes, my daily fantasy sports expert, daily fantasy football. Uh, Every week, every Friday, it's presented by CrossFit 617. Train hard, live healthy, feel better. Sign up today for a free one-week trial at CrossFit617.com. Rob? Thanks a lot. Great job, as always, and uh, I wish you the best of luck. I, I, I hope you don't win too much this weekend. Yeah, I, I actually started off the week kind of on a lull. So Why is uh, that? What happened? Uh, last night, I rostered Jennings by accident because I use Fantasy Cruncher. It's like an algorithm kind of spits out some lineups where you put in who you like. Uh, and I, by accidentally, try to put a Nunwa in for the Monday-Thursday games. It didn't go through. Ooh. And I went back, and I actually left Jennings in the next time I made the lineups. Cool. And, yeah, so I took a little bit of a All hit. Right. He's a millionaire maker, but he's human, folks. He's human, just like you and me. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, thanks Appreciate for Appreciate it. All right, so uh, great stuff right there. And, and we'll, we'll turn it over to how I close out every Friday. And that is with a segment that we call Picks Picks, five games with the spread. Now, I went two and three last week. 
I am currently 7-13 and 13 on the season. 7-13. and 13. I'm going to bounce back. Okay? I'm going to bounce back. I promise you that. I'm going to get to 500 at some point very soon and then finish the season above 500. It's going to happen. I promise you. So uh, why don't we do it? Why don't we start it up? Hit the music. All right. I'm going with the New England Patriots, an 11-point favorite. They are in Cleveland. I've been looking at this game for a long, long time. Tom Brady is back, and it's not going to be pretty for the Browns. They're 0-4. They are absolutely terrible. You talk about Russ. Tom Brady has been working out, probably throwing passes to former teammates. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow, some way, he found his way into the building the last couple weeks at some point. Wouldn't be surprised. Tom Brady's going to be ready. I'll take a, put it this way, I'll take a rusty Tom Brady over a firing on all cylinders quarterback throughout most of the league. I'd take Brady over most of them. And uh, I still think a rusty Tom Brady is good enough with a return of Gronk to beat Cleveland by at least 20 points. Patriots, 11-point favorite. I'm taking the Pats over the Browns. Patriots, minus 11. Then, I told you, the most intriguing matchup of the week, uh, the Denver Broncos. They are at home against the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Atlanta Falcons are 3-1, and one, and I did not see this coming with them. Uh, Denver, I didn't see the Trevor Simeon era beginning 4-0 either. Though Simeon's banged up, will he play, won't he play? By the time you listen to this, you might know the answer to that question. To me, this is not about uh, base, This is not about the quarterback for Denver. This is about their defense. And when it comes to Denver's defense, well, it's the best in the league. Uh, but on top of that, Atlanta, if you want to look at their pass defense, they are the second worst pass defense in all of football, allowing 317 yards in the air per game. So the Falcons, I don't care who the quarterback is, you get a shot to throw the football on them. And so with that, I think Denver's defense at home, they're gonna win this game. The spread isn't high enough where it scares me. Denver stays undefeated. Atlanta comes back down to earth a little bit. I'll take the Broncos to win this one by six, which means they cover Denver minus five over Atlanta. Then I'm going Cincinnati, a two-point favorite over the Cowboys in Dallas. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, you look at their win against Miami on Thursday night. Again, it wasn't overwhelming. It wasn't a knockout blow. Cincinnati kicked five field goals. They only scored one touchdown. They should have whooped Miami in that game. They didn't. Still, I just have this feeling like Cincinnati's due for a big offensive game. When you look at the Dallas Cowboys, they're 3-1. and one. They're not in first place because the Philadelphia Eagles are undefeated at the top of the NFC East. Look, the Dak Prescott era, it's a nice beginning, but let's be realistic. What Dallas has done, uh, their last two wins, two of their three wins are against the Bears and the 49ers. Not exactly the best teams in the National Football League, so how serious am I going to take Dallas? Not serious enough to the point where I think they can beat Cincinnati. So the Bengals, they'll go to Dallas. They've had some extra time to get ready for the Cowboys. And I just think Andy Dalton and the boys are due for a big offensive game. I'm taking Cincy minus two over the Cowboys in Dallas. Then I'm going with the Oakland Raiders. Oakland is 3-1 and one this season. 
And like I mentioned earlier, Derek Carr, he's not in that elite category yet for quarterbacks. But, I mean, if there's anybody who's not in that group that has a chance to be in it at the end of this season or maybe by next season, it's most definitely Derek Carr. Um, what I see with Oakland right now is a team that's just in a – they're in a tough division. I mean, Kansas City's still a good team. Denver's obviously 4-0. But Oakland now – well – they're at home against San Diego. The Raiders are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. This could be a shootout. However, however, I just have to think that the Raiders, coming off a big win over an undefeated Baltimore team, uh, being 3-1, and one, I just think they're putting it all together. I picked them a, last year, maybe a season too early to do something special. This year, I have Oakland going to the playoffs. I'm not going to hide from them now. They should be able to throw all over the Chargers. Chargers are all banged up offensively. Oakland should win this game. Derek Carr should have a nice day. And the Raiders should win it by more than three and a half. I'm taking Oakland minus three and a half at home over San Diego. The Giants. This is my fifth and final pick. Giants are a seven-point dog. They're in Green Bay. Sunday night football. And I think most people are going to pick the Packers to win this game. And you know what? You might be right. But a seven-point spread, I just think this is going to be close because Green Bay's defense is not that good, or at least there are a lot of questions with Green Bay's defense. And the Giants, I feel like they're another team that's ready to explode, like I said Cincinnati was, right? Like I said Cincy. Odell Beckham Jr., everyone's focusing on him crying and pouting, not having fun playing the game anymore. You know how he starts having fun playing the game? Playing against a questionable defense and having a quarterback that has the ability to get him the football. Look. I'm not telling you Eli Manning should be NFL MVP. When he has bad games, he looks like he's never even played a game of football in his life. But we've also seen Eli Manning have some big games. The Giants, 2-2 two and two this season. Uh, they've lost two straight. But the way I look at it, they just lost to a very good Minnesota team in Minnesota, one of the toughest defenses in all the league. And now they play a defense in Green Bay that's not very good. They should be able to throw. Odell Beckham Jr. should start having fun again because he should be getting some passes. He should be getting some touchdowns. Giants might not win, but it doesn't matter. I'm taking the points. Plus seven. G-men over the Packers. So, my five picks. Week five in the NFL. Patriots minus 11. Denver minus five. Cincinnati minus two. Oakland minus three and a half. And the Giants plus seven those are my picks for week five every friday i close out the show with picks picks five games with the spread i'll react to it all on monday special thanks to rob gomes uh, for joining me in studio busting his balls a little bit today but that's just what happens when you come in before me when you show up before the host of the fucking show that's what happens uh you get your balls broken so um and I, I will close it out on this. We we joke about the weather reports and all that. I do hope that everybody does listen to those weather reports and gets out of there and is safe and we can get through this storm and, and you know, hopefully they don't play these football games. You know, don't play it in Miami. Don't play it in Carolina. Any other place that you think there's going to be a risk here where, where people are going to be at risk going to the games, don't play these games. Be smart about it if you're in the National Football League. Uh, don't do something for just because you think, you know, you're going to, not lose money. Don't do that, okay? Um, do this the right way. I hope the NFL does, and I hope everybody has a safe weekend. And um, there's some good postseason baseball going on, and I'm going to react to it all on Monday. I don't think the Red Sox are out of it just yet. I think they're still alive. We'll see what Price does. 
And then uh, I think the Blue Jays, I think they're going to be a team that really does something special this year. You saw that in game one. In the National League, it's the Cubs and the Giants. As much as I love Bumgarner, I can't pick against the Cubs in this series. I think the Cubs are too good. And then you got the Nationals and the Dodgers. I told you I'm just going to put my money on Kershaw because, you know, the Nationals, yeah, they have Scherzer, but Strasburg's injured. That's a big injury for them. I'm just going to go with the Dodgers, and that sets us up for Cubs-Dodgers, and I think it'll probably be – and look, I'm – Am I going to get away from the Red Sox pick over the Indians? No, because like I said, I think they're still in it. My pick would be Red Sox, Blue Jays, but I won't lie. I'll be rooting for Texas because I don't want to see Toronto anywhere near the ALCS, especially if I think the Red Sox still could be there. I'm here twice a week, Mondays and Fridays in the Beantown Athletics studio. And don't forget, Beantown Athletics is your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. Beantown Athletics does it all. Get a free quote right now for your customized apparel. Call 617-282-4181 at 617-282-4181. Send them an email, beantownathletics at gmail.com. Visit their website, beantownathletics.com. Pete, you got anything to say to the people before we wrap it up this weekend? Anything at all? Take your lift, eat your Pringles. (laughs) Take Uber. And, well, if you're going to eat Pringles, just make sure they're not original. Have a great weekend. I'm out. Talk to you Monday.